Welcome to another episode of Tech Writer Voices. My name is Tom Johnson, and today I'm speaking with Alan Porter, Vice President of Operations at WebWorks, about their explorations into Web 2.0. At WebWorks, which is a company that makes publishing conversion tools, most the most famous tool that they have, or most well-known, is ePublisher, the employees use wikis, blogs, and social networks, such as LinkedIn, Ning, and Facebook, not only to connect with their customers, but also to facilitate collaboration within their own company. Alan says that they consider themselves a, quote, wiki-driven company because their wiki drives the way they do their business. They have an internal wiki, which replaced their old internet. They have a projects wiki, which they use to communicate with their customers on project work. They have an external wiki for their help center, where customers can interact directly with developers and and support. And they also have a wiki for organizing their upcoming user conference. So although we're talking about many different forms of social media in this podcast, the wiki seems to me to be their most uh, successful and dominant um, experiment in, in social media. So this is a podcast that's about 40 minutes in length, and we talk about all kinds of different things. If you have a a comment or a question for Alan, send him an email at aporter at webworks.com or visit one of the resources listed here. If you want, um, if you want to contact me, send me an email at tomjohnson1492 at gmail.com. And of course, visit our site or my site, I'd rather be writing.com where you can find links to most everything mentioned in this podcast. All right, let's go to the interview. So not... The reason that I that I wanted to do a podcast with you is because it seems like your company really is pushing forward in all the Web 2.0 mediums. You have blogs, you have wikis, you have social networks, you have LinkedIn groups, and and I'm I'm curious to know. Um, just tell me, kind of, why you guys are branching out into so many of these mediums. What, what's the purpose behind it all? The reason we're branching out is. Um we used to spend a lot of money on traditional advertising with n- things like print ads and so forth with not really too much return on it, on that investment. And it was also very difficult to track the return on that investment. Um, when I joined the company, I actually uh, joined the company about 18 months ago, and I, I'm, I'm a big Web 2.0 proponent. I also personally do a lot of blogging and um, was very excited about wiki technology. And we were using a lot of wikis internally, and I can talk a bit more about that in, in a minute. Um, but uh, we we sort of had a look at what we were doing internally and what was happening in the web and thought, you know, we're already using this technology. Why don't we sort of expand and, and, and take it to the marketplace and look at some different ways of doing some marketing and also increasing our outreach and our contact with our customers um, using that technology. And uh, the more we talked to customers like, uh, as we were out and about, we, we you know, discovered who was using Web 2.0 technology, um, both at work and socially, um, it just seemed like a good idea. Um, and from a marketing point of view, it, it's a good way to try something um, without too much investment, see if it works. Uh, and if it doesn't, move on and try something else. Um, and so from, it makes a lot of sense from a business point of view. Um, but what we have found is pretty much everything that we've tried has worked to some extent or other. Um, so I don't think we've actually tried anything and pulled back from it yet. Everything that we've tried has, has, has developed some sort of traction and develop the sort of results we've been looking for. So which, what's worked best out of, out of these different um, mediums that you're using, I mean, to, f- for the marketing purpose? 
some of these are very new. Um, we, we only really just started um, social networking like about a month or so ago, so it, it's a little early to tell how well that's working. I mean, we're getting traction on it, but in terms of long-term results. So um, the wiki, we have um, we have set up four wikis, but uh, the main one that we have set up is what we call our help center wiki, which is wiki.webworks.com, which um, works very well in the fact that it's a... Um, become a, an area where our customers can interact directly with our developers and our support team um, for technical information, um, information on working around particular um, best practices, um, information about the product releases, and have our customers even actually put up some of their projects and the things that they're looking for and ha have other customers take a look at it and, and come up with solutions for them. Um, so we found that wiki to be very useful. Um, we probably get uh, a couple of people sign up every every day, um, and we're noticing even on the independent user groups that we have there, where people are sort of saying, are posting a question, and somebody else is saying, "Oh, that information's on the wiki," or somebody else has just posted that information on the wiki. Go take a look at it there. So we're finding that wiki has actually become uh, very successful and, and achieving what we wanted it to do, which is to become. Uh, a knowledge, a knowledge base where not only we contribute, but our, our customers actually add, add to that knowledge as well. Because let's um, face it, in the software business, the people who know your, your, your product the best are not your own developers and your support team. They're actually your customers because they're the people who are using it eight hours a day. Um, so it's good, good for us to get inf that feedback back through, through the wiki environment, but it's also good for other customers and a, a way for them to, to uh, build, a, build an online community. I've heard that remark a lot that that uh, the customers know the product uh, in so many different ways than the company actually intends it to work and function. I'm curious to know. So I assume you do some technical writing at at Quadrilayer. What's your role? Me personally, yeah, I'm actually VP of operations. VP of operations. Okay. Uh, so so. In your experience, the the help that your writers create, that your company creates compared to the help and the content that the customers contribute, are you saying there's a big gap between these or what? No, it's like you just said that, you know, and I've been in technical publications for 20-odd years as both a writer and editor manager and both on the production and the software side. And I found that with every software company I've worked at that it doesn't matter how what you, you, you think or design your tool to do, your customers will go and do something with it that you've never envisaged it doing. Um, so it's, it's, it's good to get that feedback. I mean, when you write the, your help systems um, and your online documentation or your print documentation, you, you do it with what you design the product to do in mind and the way that you believe that that product is going to be used. But And, and this is not just applied to software. I mean, I've been in the aerospace, motor industry, Oh, all sorts of <laughs> written documentation for all sorts of things. And it doesn't matter how you design something. Somebody will take it and go do something completely different with it. Um, that's just the nature of business, I believe. What kind of wiki are you guys using? Um, we use we use the Moin Moin wiki. Um, and that uh, we use, we actually currently have three. Well, actually, we have Moin Moin for two of our wikis. And we'll be, no, three of our wikis. Um if you like, I can run you, run you down what we actually do in terms of wiki. Sure. Um, we, we consider ourselves um, a wiki-driven company, and, and not that we produce wiki software, but wikis pretty much drive a, a large extent of our business. Um, we have an internal wiki um, 
that has basically re replaced the old intranet. Um, and we have, uh, when we do services work, we have a, a projects wiki that we use to communicate with our customers where we're do when we're doing services and project work with them. And then we have the external um, one that I just mentioned, the help center wiki. And this year, we're also um, trialing using a wiki to actually organize our user conference. So uh, webworksroundup.com is actually um, the website that we have for our user conference. But this year, instead of it being a static HTML website like we used last year, this year it's, it, we're actually using wiki technology. Um, and for the internal wiki, um, the help center wiki and the roundup wiki, we use Moin Moin. And then for the projects wiki, we use a, a product called Track, Project Track which is a wiki-based project uh, management tool. Can, can you tell me which is more successful, your internal wiki? In, success defined in terms of how many users are actually like contributing and editing things. Is it... So the, internal, the internal wiki is very successful. Um, we've got about 90% of our um, internal staff con have contributed to the wiki at one point or other. And we have about 50% of the staff, um, and we are a small company, so it's not huge numbers, but we have about 50% of the staff who contribute uh, probably, you know, um, at least once a week. How did, how did you get everybody to be so participatory? Partly through, we, we sort of have an internal joke here, if it's not on the wiki, it doesn't exist, um, that um, a lot of, we, we held an internal training course, it's very quick, it was about an hour just to run through the basic syntax and how to reorganize the wiki uh, and did the basic architecture. But we left it relatively free form, and then we, we go in occasionally and do a cleanup. Um, and we, we gave each person their own personal space to go play in and, and, and try things out. Um, but pretty much a lot of it became that when people came up and said, hey, I've got this great idea. How about we do this or that? They said, well, instead of sending an email around, put it on the wiki um, and let people know. We also made sure that the front, I think we sort of developed uh, the front page of the wiki was the place to go to find all the corporate news, you know, what how sales were doing, what was happening in engineering, what trade shows we were at, you know, if we had visitors coming in, who was coming in. Um, we make sure that that's updated every Monday morning. So everybody, you know, at least on a Monday, visits the front page of the wiki, finds out what's happening, and it gets them used to looking at it. Um, and what we found is, by encouraging the staff whenever you know they come up with ideas or we see an email thread starting, is like take this from email and put it on the wiki, then everybody can take a look at it. And leaving the wiki open so pretty much everybody can see um, most things that are not only happening in their own area but happening in other areas. Um, it just opens up that line of communication and encourages people to contribute because they know that what they if they have ideas and they post it up there that somebody's actually going to see it. Um, so really, it's, just, it, it's as much been achieved, not just through formal training, but as much through informal, you know, hallway conversations, hey, that's a great idea, put it on the wiki type stuff, or just um, peer things that, you know, people overhear conversations of like, oh, I saw that on the wiki, um, and it sort of gets into their mind that that's where the, all the company information is. And it's become a great way to um, capture knowledge and ideas, and some great ideas have come out of it um, that people have you know, just had these seven thoughts and rather than sit down and write a huge email or, you know, try and put a document together, they just very quickly put them on the wiki and it's there for everybody to see and it, they've been picked up and uh, implemented. So I think by seeing results from what happens on the wiki, um, that's also helped. So I'm curious, it seems like the wiki uh, is a, one of those mediums that's 
subject to kind of a chaotic organization. If you have a lot of people and they just add stuff to it, um, how in whatever manner they want, how is it? How does it stay organized? Is there somebody who shapes it, or do you just leave it as they put it up? Um, we do an. We have a team, myself and a couple of other senior managers, we, we basically make a routine that we, we check every day what's been put up. Um, you know, we, we always check the, uh, the recent changes page, um, have a look at it. And a couple of people are authorized to do um, architecture changes in terms of maybe taking a page and, and, and moving it somewhere that it makes some more sense. And we have it basically set up by department, functional department. Um, so each department has its own area, and then they can organize that as they seem fit within their, that area. Um, but we haven't got any, as I say, rigid, predefined structure beyond that, that basically each department's got its own area of the wiki, and each person has their own personal own, um, page on the wiki that they can then build and put sub-pages on or whatever. Um, so we, we try to keep it fairly freeform, yeah, um, with, the, with the occasional, like I say, review. Um, we're a, we're a, an informal company the way we work is, is um, fairly informal to encourage innovation and communication so the wiki, we want the wiki to reflect that when somebody contributes to the wiki uh, you, you mentioned that you, you can see it under the recent changes but how are general employees um, pinged about new additions to the wiki is there rss feeds that they subscribe to is there email blasts or do they just check it because it's their homepage? I, I, we we occasionally we we occasionally do an email. Um, if it's something significant, like if it's a procedural change that's been put up on the wiki, then we'll just send an email blast to all the accounts saying, hey, this has just been posted on the wiki. Um, but we do encourage everybody also to check the, uh, the recent changes page. Um, everybody can see that. So, yeah, it's mainly done through, um, through verbally or through, like I said, uh, an email blast. If it's like something that we want everybody to go take a look at, then we will send out an email. What's the impact on the culture in general at your company since you brought the wiki in? Does it does it make people feel like they have a voice, or do they? I mean, what's the impact? Very much so. Um, it's it's removed a lot of sort of um, islands of knowledge and you know knowledge silos, if you like, where people have kept things to themselves or um, not deliberately, but just because it hadn't got gone across functions. Um, it's opened up the whole operations of the company to everybody so everybody can see what's happening. Um, so the communications increased considerably. And not just on the wiki, but the verbal communication because they're aware of what's happening in other areas. Um, and yes, it has also helped. It's helped in two ways. It's helped people feel they've got a voice, but it's also helped stop people um, reacting to things like what, we, what we've called around here data points of one, where somebody says, hey, we've got a problem with X. Um, and people stop, you know, panic, react to it, and then we find out that it's, it, later on it's not actually that huge a problem. Um, but by putting it on the wiki, we find out, you know, if one person says they've got a problem with it, other people come and say, oh, yeah, I found an issue with that too, or I've got a customer that's having that problem. Um, and then we build, a, you know, a good knowledge base to actually act correctly and promptly and, and, and with the right sort of uh, background information. So it's also helped with the customer service side of things, uh, and the way we actually assign resources correctly to solving the most important problems rather than sort of doing, uh, you know, firefighting on, on something that may not be that, um, that critical. Do you think that wikis thrive in specific environments, or do you think they'll work at any company? That's a very good, que <laughs> a very good question, because I'm dealing from, as you say, a data point of one. Um, 
having talked to people who've got wikis in other co- other companies, I think they, I think the adoption rate obviously is quicker at smaller uh, informal companies, you know, um, less rigid structured companies, where it's sort of the, if you like, the uh, the inherent chaos. That's probably not the right word, but the inherent chaos of a wiki actually sort of reflects the, co- the company culture. Um, having talked to people who try to introduce wikis into large, more structured, formal organizations, they seem to have a much lower uptake of contributors and people willing to actually get involved. Um, so I think that there they may probably work better on maybe a departmental basis there, and then sort of as other people see them being adopted grow um, rather than more than the top-down approach. So you, I think if you say you must use this wiki, you're probably going to get more resistance than if you let it grow naturally and organically within a small group of people. That's interesting. Uh, there's no, that's, there's, you know, no scientific basis for that, for that. That's just based on observations and conversations. Can you tell me what docs.webworks.com is? Okay, docs.webworks.com actually doesn't currently exist, but it will be our wiki. Um, we are doing in for our documentation set, we are doing a complete rewrite of all our documentation this year. And the aim uh, is at the end we will be delivering our documentation um, to an external wiki called docs.webworks.com. Um, and that will probably be going live to sometime in the third quarter of this year. Uh, now, my understanding was that, um, okay, from Ann Gentle's post, that the con- content was going to be authored in Dita using structured framemaker and then published to Wikitext using WebWorks. That, 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 that's correct, using our product, yes. Yeah. So, we did... Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. At our um, user conference last year, we actually um, unveiled a proof of concept where we took a uh, combination of information authored in Frame, Microsoft Word, and Dita XML and combined it and delivered it to and populated a wiki using our product. So we basically took the information into the publisher platform, converted it and output it um, and delivered it, deployed it to a wiki format. Um, and we also did the other way around. We actually took information from a wiki, um, put it through ePublisher, imported it into ePublisher platform and output um, both a uh, WebWorks help output and a uh, print PDF output using that information from the wiki. Uh, and wiki publishing is something where uh, we are doing a lot of uh, investigative work around as to seeing what is potentially possible with the various wiki formats. The problem is, of course, there is no actual standard wiki format so um, of syntax and stuff. So we're taking a look at that. We're, we're doing some proofing as to seeing, um, you know, how wiki publishing can play in the marketplace, how useful it is. Um, and this, this, this documentation project is one way that we are looking at uh, using as a, a test bed to see if, if wiki publishing from, from a, a Ditter environment is, is something that is um, feasible, technically feasible and how easy it is and um, hopefully use it to see what, what issues are involved in actually doing that in a, in a true production environment as opposed to a theoretical proof of concept, which we've already done. Are you guys the only company that's really uh, exploring that that new technology going from like anyway go ahead um, as far as I'm aware though <laughs> um, so, I'm not quite sure what other companies are having in their plans but uh, as far as I'm aware we're, I believe we're the only ones who've actually publicly re- um, shown 
that proof of concept of taking um, XML and data information and frame and word and um, even combining them and putting them, putting them into, a, into a wiki. I mean, one of the biggest things that I hear when people talk about wikis um, is, yeah, we'd like to do that, but how do we get all the information in there in the first place? Do I have to sit, sit there and retype all my thousands of pages of documentation into, into a wiki or even a couple, you know, a couple of hundred? Um, and, and we have the same same issue, and we believe, you know, it's like, well, we can use our product to do that, so why don't we do that? Um, which was our thinking behind it was um, there is probably a need there for people who are looking to bring wikis online to do the pre-population of, of that wiki with using their existing information in whatever format that may be. Yeah, I, I'm really intrigued by the wiki. I, one time I had a project where... I was documenting SharePoint 2007 just for uh, for our own company on how we were going to use it, and I used the wiki feature in that, but but it didn't go so well. And I'm wondering if it was just because it was a new 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 idea and new to the culture of the company. But basically, I had a lot of trouble trying to manipulate all the text in the wiki and to try to to push it out to to some kind of printable format um, in a manual type of, type of way. And then I had very little contribution uh, from from actual people at the at the company. So I was wondering, have you run into any challenges with your wikis that that like lessons learned? Um, I think in terms of challenge in getting people to contribute, um, I think our biggest challenge. We did have a couple of people that had uh, actually no longer with the company, but that's not the reason, and they moved on to other opportunities. But we did have a couple of people who just, no matter you know that the other 90, 98% people were, were using the wiki, who just would not, could not contribute to it. Um, I think there are certain people who just have that, um, I, I'm not qu quite sure what it is, but that level of trepidation of actually going in and altering some, or adding to content or changing content that somebody else has already published, seen out on, on, on the web. Um, the other thing is, in terms of a, a documentation environment is, you know, um, and this is one of the things we're looking at, is, is when, when you publish documentation out there, how do you capture those changes and, and, and feed them back into, into the base set of documentation? You know, how do you validate what changes people have made? Um, so those are some of the challenges that we're looking at. Um, in terms of, sorry, I've lost my train of thought there. That's all right. Uh, in terms of just manipulating the content online uh, through the wiki format, do you find that right. that's possible? Or because, for example, if you have an an online help authoring tool or even just Word, you can you can grab giant blocks of text, move them around, manipulate them very easily. But um, you know, if you've got a wiki, everything's an ind independent page, and if you want to suddenly like uh, mesh content from one page to another, it's not quite as easy. Right. Um... The thing is, the, the, the way our product works, I mean, we're not a, an online authoring tool. We don't, we're not an authoring tool. Um, so we see a lot of that being, what we are is, is, is basically is a publishing conversion tool. Um, so we sort of, from, from a product point of view, we leave that sort of manipulation to um, within, the, within the authoring environment, so be it Word or, or whatever, uh, FrameMaker or Ditter XML. Then when you bring it into our tool, one, way, one thing you can do within our tool is if they are separate um, documents, um, you can move the document using our document management tool. I didn't mean this to be a product pitch, um, but you can sort of 
define an order and then publish it out to the wiki. But obviously, yes, once it's in the wiki, then if you then want to um, rearrange that organization, um, I guess you'd have to go back through the process um, of, of doing a re-import, reorganize, uh, and then republish. Um, but that's not something I, I, I must admit I've sort of really got into the nuts and bolts of yet. And I'm sure as we go through our documentation rewrite and publishing project, we will we will come across similar issues and uh, hopefully come up with some solutions. So let's talk about the blogs for a minute. I, I know yeah, sure. I know that you guys have um, a lot of people at your company blogging, or, or at least a handful. A handful, yeah. Webworks.com slash weblog. So tell me how that that's going. Um, that's going well. The again. Um, there are a, few, a couple of us that are used to blogging, that we blog outside of work, so we sort of have that culture. Um, other people, um, it's taking a little bit of time to get them used to thinking about, oh, I could blog about this, or this would be something good to blog about. Um, so again, a lot of that, the getting blog posts out there comes through conversations where people are having conversations, and then you say, hey, that would make a great blog post. Why don't you write a blog post about it? Um, so it, part of it, um, becomes a sort of an internal informal culture driven thing is to get people to actually start thinking about blogging um, but it's working well um, in terms interestingly though we, we, we're not getting many actual comments on the blog we do actually get a reasonable amount of people who actually email back and say oh I read this, this on your blog or that on your blog but they don't actually comment on the blog so I'm not itself so I'm not quite sure what the disconnect is there um, but uh, it certainly, in terms of, um, if you like, bring, giving people a, a more of an insight as to what we're doing in the company, the reasons that certain things are happening, um, what shows we're going to be at when we put out a white paper, things like that, um, it seems to be working very well. And um, again, it's really opening up the lines of the communication with, the, with our customer base. And that's one of the things that's driven a lot of what we're doing in terms of wikis, blogs, social networking, is to... Um, really open up the lines of communication with our customer base as far as possible. Do you, do you find that as a blogger for your company, uh, instead of just your personal blog, do you find that there are special challenges um, in, in just being a, a, a company blogger? Because aren't readers going to feel some sense of... Um, sense of the idea that, oh, this guy is going to be promoting his products and company, um, he's going to be biased. Uh, do, do you run into challenges like that? Um, I try to keep marketing. We, when we set up the blogs, one of the things we tried to do uh, when we got the initial group of bloggers together was, you know, let's try and keep marketing um, promotional stuff out of out of this. Um, you know, let's, let's be talk about the product. Let's talk about things that we're doing. Um, as a company, not necessarily um, pushing pushing the product, but more about you know, hey, you, we're going to be at this show. You can find us there. Or coming back from a show, hey, we had a great time. It was good to meet customers. Um, more things along the lines of uh, people in. The last blog was from one of the developers that said, hey, you know, I've just written these couple of great articles and put them out on the wiki about the new the new release that just came out. Um, or. Um, the fact that we just moved to a new quarterly release cycle, the the, uh, the uh, head of engineering put up a, a good blog post about you know why why we've gone to that, um, but without actually really promote pushing the product. So it was one of the things that we decided right up front with the blog was you know to keep it as a conversational tone as if we were talking to somebody maybe at a trade show or a user user conference um, where they're already probably aware of the product and what it does, but just want to find out a bit more about what's happening behind the scenes. So um, we deliberately try and keep the sort of the marketing. Um, if you like the marketing message away from the blogs. 
Do you have any official blogging policy? Um, in, in what terms? I say other, other than other than the fact try and keep it conversational and no marketing messaging. Um, yeah. In terms of who posts what and when, no. Um, again, as I said, we're a fairly informal company, and um, the on, the only thing is we try from a, I try and make sure that it's you know we don't get the same person. The top four blogs, you know, the the last four blogs are not all the same person. It does rotate around different people, so we get different voices. Um, I, I don't want one one person in particular to dominate the blogs. Um, have you ever got Have you ever gotten a negative comment from a customer and was, or or faced a challenge where you thought, "Oh, I don't want this on my blog." Um, not through the blogs, no, no. Through through what what uh, form? Well, everybody gets negative comments from customers <laughs> at some point or other. <laughs> right, right. Okay, I was just wondering. I mean, a lot of a lot of companies feel like they have to moderate comments and sanitize comments. I, mean, we, I was just wondering. Yeah, I will say the only problem that we actually had with the blogs in terms of that was, was uh, we, when we originally said that we, we left it with open comments and open trackbacks and we got hit by spammers. So um, the only reason we've actually gone to moderating the comments um, is, is, is because to control spam. Um, but we've never, any, any comment, uh, and I say, I, I, the, the one area that does disappoint me is we haven't actually had that many comments on the blog itself. We tend to get more people emailing us with their comments. Um, but if we do get a comment from a customer, um, you know, if it's not spam, then we let it through. Have you gotten any feedback from just customers in general? Do they like the blog? Um, we interesting question. We did a we we do an annual survey every December about um, our customer service and the website and, and and just general things. And one of the questions I asked last year was, you know, um, do you visit the blog? Are you aware of the blog? Um, and right there on the on the front page on the right-hand side is a big button that says blogs. Um, and the link to the customer survey was right by it. But yet 50% of the people who responded to the customer survey said, we weren't, I, I didn't even know you had a blog. Um, but to find a customer survey link, they must have been within about 10 pixels of the blog button. So um, the, the one challenge we seem to have is actually making people aware that it's there. Um, so I'm, I'm not quite sure how we... We address that yet, um, other than keep mentioning it on things. You know, when we talk to people. Do you have a newsletter as well that you send out? Yeah, we do, and that mentions the blog. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we have a newsletter that goes out uh, about every six weeks, um, and that constantly constantly mentions the blog and the wikis, and um, the last one mentioned the, the the various social network groups. Well, I'm just curious, what software are you using for your blogs? Um, we're actually using a, a Mac-based software. We all our internal servers and our website is run off a, a, an OS 10 Mac server, and it's it's a blogging software that came as part of that. So it's not one of the uh, standalone commercial things like WordPress or whatever. Now you guys are also on Facebook, yes. And I was looking at that page. Tell tell me about that. How is that going? That's actually that was been a very interesting exercise in viral marketing. Um, I set that up, um, and the only people I told were uh, that I'd actually even set it up was um, the other pe- members of our executive management team. And within a week of setting it up and not telling anybody that I'd even set it up, um, we actually had a couple of customers find it and link to it. Um, so, and it's sort of 
I've deliberately not advertised the fact too much that we have a Facebook account just to see how it grows organically. We mentioned it in our in our last newsletter, and that's the only time we sort of mentioned it outside the company. Um, but uh, pretty much every day that I, I, I log on, um, it's not huge, but pretty much every day I log on, I see that somebody else has joined. Um, so I, I'm sort of monitoring it from a uh, social network point of view to see how it grows with actually the minimum of, um, of advertising the fact that we actually have it. Um, it's also, I found it use, it's a useful place to post information about, uh, you know, what's going on with the company, um, linked to sort of photographs from the users group uh, and the user conference. And uh, probably as we start to ramp up for this year's user conference, we'll start using it more uh, and promoting it more. But at the moment, it's an interesting exercise just to see how it, um, it's growing virally. Yeah, you know, Ever since uh, Scott Abel created the the Ning groups, mm-hmm. and I noticed you guys have a WebWorks Ning group over there, mm-hmm. I've I've kind of been intrigued by social networks, and I'm not really sure what to make of them. I, I'm looking at your your Facebook page right now and your WebWorks Facebook page, yep. and I can see that that there are pictures of your users. You can actually see them or people who are passionate about WebWorks. Uh, does that make any difference being able to to visually see them and see their names, see where they're from? Yes, it does, uh, and actually, that and, and uh, actually, the one that we probably use uh, most internally is link, that and link, in LinkedIn. Um, I was actually sitting with um, a couple of our account managers the other day, and uh, they were talking about a particular customer, and uh, it was like, well, you know, they couldn't. They were looking for a trying to figure out a reason why a customer w- wanted a particular thing. And it's like, well, well, let's go look at their LinkedIn profile and, you know, find out a bit more about the company they work for and, and you know, what, what department they work in. And that might give you some indication as to, you know, why they're having this particular issue that they want addressed. Uh, um, so it really helps from um, a customer relations services point of view. Um, now, obviously, not everybody wants all their information on the web. Um, but if people are, uh, you know, have that information on the web and, and, and don't mind it being looked at, then it can be actually very useful in helping them solve their issues. Um, and it just may put a more personal um, face on on, uh, on the relationship. Um, so that's one of the reasons, you, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy to have my <laughs> face all over the web and have customers have access to my, to my information. They can, they can come and talk to me, and it, it just makes the whole... Um, business relationship um, much smoother and much easier if you can actually um, visualize the, the other person on the end of it and know a little bit about them. One of the things that I, I think a lot of people don't know about LinkedIn is is the ability to create groups on it. I mean, most of the time I get LinkedIn invitations to join somebody's network, and all, or not network, just whatever, their, yeah. Uh, yeah, their, their professional network, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of like a who you know and right. resumes and yep. jobs. But tell me more about the group that you created and how that differs from from the other purposes of LinkedIn. Um, the group basically is is a, is a way of letting people who um, have some WebWorks knowledge or are interested, you know, use the product or, or um, have a relationship with the product. Basically, at the moment, all it it just allows them to put the WebWorks uh, you know logo on on their profile, but it also um, helps them find other people who have the, have knowledge of the product or, uh, you know, um, experience with the company uh, and uh, create the, the, those relationships and networks themselves. Um, LinkedIn's actual um, group 
functionality for groups is a little limited at the moment. I, I know myself and I know Scott Abel and a couple of others have, have sort of emailed LinkedIn and said, hey, it would be great if we could do you know, this or that with the group function. At the moment, it really is it's just a way of pulling people who have a common interest together in, in a way that they can find each other easier. Um, it's it's not quite as it's not as social as like as Facebook is, um, but but it's getting there. But what it does have, of course, is a lot of people, you know, use it because of a professional. It's it's, it's more of a, a business related than a social related environment. Um, and again, we I probably have one or two people a week who who join um, who find us. And again, it's not something we particularly promoted, other than the fact that. You know, some people have the WebWorks logo on their LinkedIn profiles, um, and we did we mentioned it in the last newsletter. But that's pretty much it in terms of promoting it. Um, the one thing that LinkedIn is starting to do, and I don't sure whether this is actually companies can uh, they've actually started doing a beta where companies can have their own profiles. Um, at the moment, it's by invitation only. You can't actually create one, um, but and then that can actually then link to. Um, the ones I've looked at that allows them to actually link to other other companies um, that they do business with, or even see, um, you know, which other companies that, you know, mostly which which other companies the staff link to. So um, I was looking at Cisco's yesterday, and it said, you know, most people at Cisco link to people at um, IBM or something like that. Um, so you can see company relationships. So. In terms of how this is going to actually impact people's day-to-day -day jobs and marketing uh, and network relations, I'm not quite sure yet. But it's it's fun to be playing on this this leading edge of the Web 2.0 technology and the, and the social networking and, and trying to see how that actually impacts the business on a day-to-day -day basis and the customer relations. Um, but I will say, bottom line is that those people that get involved with it and that we get involved with it through, it certainly improves. Um, certainly seems to improve the communication and customer relations aspects. So you guys, are, we've talked about several things, the blogs, wikis, social networks on Facebook, LinkedIn. Have I missed anything that you guys are engaged in in terms of Web 2.0? Uh, okay, blogs, wikis. No, I think blogs, wikis, and social networking is, is pretty much it at the moment. And um, it, it's, it's, like I said, it's, been, it's interesting being playing around in this space, seeing what works, um, and, and seeing who, who wants to adopt it. They're, you know, we very, very quickly spot the trend of the people who... Um, our customers and our business partners and consultants and so forth who are in the space and are using it and, and trying to leverage it. Um, we definitely see there is a sort of a group of early adopters who, who want to use this technology. Um, and in terms of what it actually means for the business going forward, that's, you know, that's something I guess we'll find out over the next 12 to 18 months. What, what advice, in just sort of closing here, what, what advice or final thoughts do you have to give to users who want to move forward in this space in their own companies? Um, just do it. <laughs> it's, it's very cheap. I mean, you know, setting up a Facebook page doesn't cost anything. Uh, setting up a LinkedIn po profile doesn't cost anything other than time. Um, but if once you do do it, then you have to keep doing it. Um, you know, I, I set aside... Every morning when I come in, I check our corporate LinkedIn accounts and Facebook accounts, and um, you know, make sure that we actually keep networks up to date and we keep information up to date. So it's cheap and it's easy and it's quick to get started. But once you do get started, you really have to um, make sure that you maintain it. And it's the same with the wikis. You know, if you're going to set up a wiki, make sure um, encourage people to use it, track their changes, look at what they're doing, feedback on what they're doing. 
and give them a sense of ownership and, and that they're actually getting results from it. So, yeah, it's quick and easy to get started, but once you do, then you, you, you have to be committed to keep it going. Well, Alan, Alan, thanks for talking to me today. I really appreciated all you had to say. It's, it's, it's interesting. No problem, Tom. I'm more than happy to talk about it and any more of it in more detail at any time if you, if you want to. And if people want to contact you, where, where should they go? If they want to contact me directly, they can, um, uh, they can find me on LinkedIn, of course, um, and Facebook. But if you, can, you can want to contact me directly, you can contact me at uh, aporter, A-P-O-R-T-E-R, at webworks.com. All right. Um, yeah, just one point. I just noticed, in the, and I, I sort of tr- half mentioned okay. it while we were going through. Uh, I noticed it in your questions. You called us a help authoring tool. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we're not. Right. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, we, we are a publishing platform. Okay. Uh, we, our old defunct product that we ended life two years ago was a help authoring tool, but the publisher platform that we've had for about right, three years now, it, it, it's a publishing platform. Okay. Um, is that a common misconception or is that just me? Yeah, it is a common misconception. One we're, we're, we're really working to try okay. and uh, resolve. Okay. So you, um, you but, consider yeah. your publishing platform. So just in a word, yes. like if people have Word documents that they're trying to generate into online help or other sort of uh, deliverables? Yeah, I mean, we, curr- we currently, the, the product basically allows you to take Word, FrameMaker, or Ditter XML and convert it to currently 14 different online formats, uh, 14 different formats, some of which are online help, some of which are web-based, some uh, we can do, even take them to your PDA if you want, or um, PDF for print. And in fact, our largest customers don't do anything with help. I mean, our largest customers actually use us for doing their web, web page, um, websites. Um, so, um, yeah, online help is something we do. We have an, on, an online help product, but it's actually only a small subset of what we do. Um, the product itself, um, to quote our chief engineer, we can convert damn near anything to damn near anything. <laughs> that's, that's good. Can, can I include that, that last uh, minute where you're explaining your product or no? Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Because <laughs> actually, I, I thought that you could, yeah, I was one of these misguided people. I guess I never really explored WebWorks enough to to investigate that. I know you actually have, speaking of this, um, and I wasn't intending to go this way, but I know that the DITA open source toolkit is really on a lot of people's minds. And yeah. Aren't you one of the few companies that actually has a conversion to create online help, in, like a web help? Through Ditter? Yeah, we actually embed the Ditter Open Toolkit in our product. Um, but we take it and we enhance it and we fix the bugs that they've got in it. Um, the thing is with Ditter Open Toolkit, um, it's it's not a commercial product. Um, and by the way, we're about two blocks away from the guys at IBM who actually <laughs> create it and look after oh. it. Um, so we, 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 integrate, we, we uh, talk and liaise with those guys a lot. And um, the... DitterUp Toolkit basically was designed as an internal, uh, and this is not a knock, it's the truth, was designed as an internal um, proof of concept technical exercise. And when we talked to these guys, they gave it to Oasis thinking that people would take it and say, oh, okay, this is a great starting point, Let, let's go and take it and productize it and commercialize it. And actually everybody said, oh, this is great, it's free, we'll use it um, as it is. Um, and it's difficult to install. You really, I mean, even Bob Doyle said this in, in both Intercom and eContent this week that, uh, you know, to use it, you need to be a programmer, and tech, tech writers are not programmers. Um, so what we've done is taken it and embedded it in our product, so you can do all the things you can do with the Ditter Open Toolkit, but you can do it through our user interface without having to know or learn the Ditter Open Toolkit or its syntax or the way it works. Um, but we've also 
allowed you to um, do more, if you like, and, and enhanced around it. Um, I have a whole white paper on this, actually. I'm more than happy to send you. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Um, and the other thing we've done is you can actually, with our new release that just came out, and I'm putting my marketing hat on now, you can uh, actually use different versions of the Ditter Open Toolkit for um, different projects. So if you've got a project that you've done in the past with the old, say, 1.2 version of the Ditter Open Toolkit, and then you've got something that you knew and you want to start using 1.4, you don't have to convert all your old projects to the new version. You can actually sort of do different projects in different versions and merge them together. So it, uh, it makes it a lot more usable. Uh, and as, as far as I'm aware, yes, we're the only company that's actually taken it and sort of wrapped a commercial product around it and tried to um, productize it. Well, yeah, if you can send me the white paper, can I add a link to that on the podcast? Certainly. Okay. Certainly. Great. Certainly. All right, Alan. We'll think. Um, oh. oh well, actually, it's not currently up on, online because we only we, we kept it back to hand out at the recent um, content management show and Hakasi's recent conference. Um, so the only way you can get it at the moment is actually to sort of email me and ask me for it. Okay. Okay. But if you want to put that information in, I'll, I'll send you a copy. And if you want to put that information in the, the podcast, then uh, that's fine as sure, well. Sure. Sure. All right. Well, thanks again, Alan. Appreciate it. You've been listening to Alan Porter on TechWriter Voices, podcast about the latest trends in the field of technical communication. If you have a question or comment for Alan, send him an email at aporter at webworks.com or view the links to his blog or the wikis uh, at webworks. And if you have any good suggestions for people who would be great interviewees for podcasts or great topics, let me know. I'd love to hear your ideas. Love to hear your feedback. Uh, always we're online at idratherbewriting.com. Be sure you subscribe to the RSS feed. Let other people know about it. And I hope to hear from you or meet you at upcoming conferences. I'll be at Doc Train West, and I'll also be at the annual STC conference. So if you're going to either of those, be sure to come say hi and, and just uh, we can get to know each other a little more.